Welcome to my podcast with Bill McDermott, affectionately referred to as Mr. Soccer in St. Louis. What would MLS mean to St. Louis? We're about to find out. This is presented by Hair Saloon for Men, Hot Shot Sports Bar and Grill, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, Schnooks, need groceries, think local, think Schnooks, and we're coming to you from the Lufus Automotive Studios. Remember, you can join the party all season long for Blues action at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill at their 11 area locations. Score a hat trick of savings, great food and drink specials at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill. Hair Saloon, home base in St. Louis, founded in 1997. They now have 16 locations. Find a hair saloon for you at Hair Saloon for Men. Coming up, a visit with Bill McDermott. There is no one more passionate about soccer and talking about the impact of MLS to St. Louis than Bill McDermott. What would it mean to the soccer fan, to the casual fan, to the sport, to just you in St. Louis? Bill McDermott, coming up. Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly with thehomeloanexpert.com. There's never been a better time to look at a refinance. Maybe it's time to get rid of the PMI or get some cash out to pay off the credit cards. Five minutes could save you 500 bucks a month. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Enjoy the podcast. Bill McDermott, if I was to say to you, uh, MLS is on the table for St. Louis, why is it important for St. Louis? What would be your response? A number one. A number one, Dan, it gets St. Louis back on the national soccer map. Uh, In some ways, St. Louis FC has done that, but to have the total ingredient, to have the total package to be considered as legitimately back on the United States national soccer map, you have to be in Major League Soccer, MLS. MLS to the casual fan, what does it mean? It means this is the farm of professional soccer in our country. There is no other. Uh, NASL was in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, on many occasions, a lot of people won't give it a lot of attention. Didn't, and will oftentimes say it didn't mean a whole lot, but there had to be a first league. Granted, it worked in some capacities, but largely it did not. This league has started in 1996 with uh, sufficient enough good owners, great owners in some cases, to really be on the overall national landscape to such an extent, to such an extent now that soccer in many ways is a front-page sport on every sports page in the United States, which heretofore was unheard of for the sport of soccer to have that much inclusion in the overall sports panorama in the United States. Soccer has indeed arrived in the United States due in large part to MLS. Is it hard for you right now to, to look at MLS and the incredible growth in the United States and not to see it here in St. Louis? It is terribly disheartening, frustrating, however you want to term it. But the city that was the birthplace, that was the birthplace of the sport in our country, deserves to be in this league. Now, St. Louis was once the soccer capital of the United States. One doesn't know where that is right now. Perhaps it's in Kansas City. Perhaps it's somewhere on either coast. But nonetheless, it still remains. The overall birthplace of the sport in our country dates way back to 1865, and that was the city of St. Louis. Educate a fan right now that might be on the fence. And we're going to find out more, I would imagine, in the next week to 10 days uh, about what's happening with the Kavanaugh-Taylor ownership group and how it's all going to play out. But educate a fan for what you know, what you know right now about this ownership group, about what MLS is bringing to St. Louis. Um, and, and somebody's coming up to you, Bill McDermott, and you're having coffee, and they say, Bill, 
What what is this MLS thing coming to St. Louis again? What what would you say? I would say that this is the farm. This is the chance for St. Louis again to reiterate what I said earlier: a chance for St. Louis to play a part in the overall development and where it is in the sport where the sport is now in our country. Uh, there is no other opportunity for St. Louis to play a part. As I mentioned earlier, it's disheartening that St. Louis isn't in it, but from 1996 on, St. Louis's problem has always been from the top down to the bottom as opposed to vice versa. The local teams, youth teams, academy teams were always there being built, hopefully to get up to a professional level. But the league has always said, Dan, there are three things that are mandatory, three things that are imperative for you to be considered as a serious contender for expansion. One, a solid ownership group. We can check that off with no difficulty whatsoever. Number two, a solid stadium plan, the wherewithal to build it, and the venue for that stadium in your city. Check that box off as well. And number three, an existing soccer culture in your country. Uh, it goes without saying, because I said earlier, St. Louis is the birthplace of the sport in our country. St. Louis has that. So it's A+, plus, A+, plus, A+. Plus. What do you think uh, MLS would do to St. Louis as a city? Uh, it would help not only St. Louis get back on a national, national soccer map, but would it also be a potential venue, not just for MLS games, obviously, perhaps 16, 17, 18 home games a year, exhibition games with touring teams from around the world, literally, uh, potential World Cup qualifiers, which is an immense, an immense ingredient in this overall stadium. Now, is Argentina going to play England in a friendly in this stadium of 20,000? No, they're not. And unfortunately, because it's only going to be 20,000, you won't be considered as a venue for the World Cup in 2026. But nonetheless, you err on the small side when you're starting with these soccer-specific stadiums. So consequently, St. Louis will be able to be considered as a potential for CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. That is huge uh, in that Trinidad and Tobago, El Salvador, Honduras, even Mexico. Mexico played the United States on a regular basis every World Cup qualifying term in the city of Columbus because... The Mexican national team detest playing in the dead of winter. That's why they always schedule the game in Columbus. Now there's a possibility of doing that in St. Louis. Hey, St. Louis, Dan McLaughlin here. Thanksgiving coming up. There's a lot to plan for. Whose house this year? Do we have enough chairs? What about the turkey, the sweet potatoes, the pies? Well, let Schnooks help. You have limited time. You want to get it right. You know you can trust Schnooks. They have everything you need and the quality you expect. Spiral cut hams, freshly made pies, all in one stop at Schnooks. And earn rewards points. So save time and money. Do your shopping at Schnooks. So where are we at? I mean, I mean, my understanding is, look, in, in talking with Jim Cavanaugh, you said you heard my interview with him. Mm -hmm. if, if you're a fan and you pay for a ticket, that is where the tax dollars come from. Yes. The owners are the Taylors and the Cavanaugh's. They are going to build the stadium. Yes. Okay. That's another <laughs> checkpoint. So I, I'm just hear me mm -hmm. out here. Okay. So now, okay. All right. Good. Now we have a blighted piece of property to the west of Union Station. It's blighted. They're going to make that beautiful. It's going to be a stadium. Stop me when I'm wrong. You're not wrong yet. You're doing okay. real well. Keep okay. going. All right. So no public funding. Uh, beautiful stadium. Bringing a team to St. Louis creates excitement, ties into the other uh, charitable efforts that 
the Taylors are a part of in terms of tying into the Arch Grounds, Forest Park, down to Ballpark Village, to the Blues, because it could tie into, let's say, maybe the spring or the summer when they're in the playoffs or the Blues or, or the Cardinals are playing uh, baseball. Uh, I'm starting to get goosebumps because I'm um, for the city. Right now, stop me when I'm wrong. You're doing just fine. And I'm hopeful, I'm tremendously hopeful that Don Garber, Dan Cordemanche, and Mark Abbott have heard all of this. Okay. Uh, give me a drawback. Uh, there is no drawback. Uh, you're in the central part of the country. You would have existing, existing rivalries with Kansas City, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, maybe a little bit farther east with Columbus. You are centrally located. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got to stop you there. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Okay. So I'm. Uh, let, let's just play devil's advocate here. I'm on the board of aldermen, or I'm Lyda Cruson, or I'm the governor. Um, what? Give me something I should be looking at and saying. Now, Dan, uh, you make great points, but where's the but? There is no. There is no but. There is no however. Uh, this where, where's the John Q. Public? Where 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 are my tax dollars going? Where I mean, well, that was the original problem. Right, one that of, was the, well, that was the sixty million, of. but that's gone. That's gone, and that was one of the original problems with the overall first scenario. In that, people thought Help automatically me, that me. this was an offshoot of Stan Kroenke and the riverfront potential expansion of the football, a new stadium for football, right. $1.2 billion. Well, this was considered to be cut from the same cloth. Well, consequently, the vote on April 7th of a year ago didn't pass. Now, everyone, every pundit imaginable, everyone who was involved said, if you get 20,000 votes, it's a no-brainer, it passes. They got 27,000 votes, unfortunately. The opposition got 30. None of that has any bearing on this whatsoever because, A, number one, you have the solid local ownership group. There was nothing wrong with Paul Edgerly and what he would have contributed to this overall effort, with the exception that he was not local. These people are all local, have an existing equity in the city, an existing pedigree in the city when it comes to contributing to the overall growth of the city. And for a soccer fan, as opposed to being disheartened, if a soccer team would come to the United, excuse me, come to St. Louis, and this stadium in particular would be a feature point on Market Street, one of the main feature points in our city, the fact that soccer is playing a part in one of the biggest parts of the growth in our city in late 2019, 20, 21, 22, it's a win-win scenario. The two overall pillars of sport in our community for centuries have been soccer and baseball. Obviously baseball, but soccer because of the local neighborhoods, people playing against each other, people eventually going from club teams to the various colleges around the country, not just here at St. Louis University and SIU Emersville, people from St. Louis representing the United States national team and being in the central part of the country and being the birthplace of the sport in our country, St. Louis should be in this league. And they have all the ingredients that we've just ticked off. We've just ticked off the eight... One, two, three, ownership group, stadium plan, existing soccer culture in your city. Those are all plus, plus, plus. I think the governor, A, number one, the governor, is really, uh, really overall with this total plan, he's right on board, as opposed to our prior governor, who didn't have a total feel for what was actually going to take place. He thought this was a deal, a backdoor dealing, backroom dealing for existing millionaires in our country, in our city, which nothing could uh, be further from the truth. But nonetheless, the current governor is well on board, as is uh, Mayor Krusen, 
uh, County Executive Stinger, the Board of Aldermen. So consequently, this is going to be, could be a win-win for St. Louis. And you start from the arch and you just label all the things that happen in downtown St. Louis. Now in midtown St. Louis, along with Chaffetz Arena, St. Louis University, all the other building that's going on in this particular area and midtown St. Louis, further up a little bit, Washington University, the park, all the way to the park and things like that so this this is a this could be part of the crowning jewel in midtown st louis there's no doubt and bill you talked about the the regional rivalries uh with this and i i had visited with taylor twelman uh i guess it was about a month ago mm-hmm. and he said dan you know you talk about chicago kansas city and some of the others he said just imagine he and he, he likes the cardinals like of i course. do and he said could you imagine having a, a baseball game in the afternoon or a soccer game at night or vice versa and he said, with those regional rivalries and, and Chicago coming in town with the Cubs and then the soccer teams playing each other or vice versa, and, can you imagine that weekend, and, what it would be like? And these existing rivalries that could take place between these adjacent cities all have are ongoing now through the various youth teams right. playing for these respective communities. So consequently, you rise up to the level of a professional league now, MLS. There's already existing St. Louis FC. But now you have the overall pyramid of soccer in our city, which is the way it's done all over the world. Top league all the way down the academy and youth. So what can fans do? What, what would be your advice to fans right now? You know, Jim mentioned get on social media, you know, supported that Don Garber and his team are always monitoring those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a young person's uh, medium for sure. But what, what would you say to the fans out there? Uh, it's a sport for youth. It's a sport for a changing America. And St. Louis has always had their own version of this particular sport, which now warrants being a place in this existing professional league in the United States. Uh, go to as many soccer events as possible that are in our town. Now it's in the waiting moments of November and December, so consequently there aren't that many. But if there's anything of any consequence that people can contribute to or get involved in with reference to the sport of soccer, do that. Stay actively alive on social media. Social media is a huge driver now, an immense driver. Uh, uh, Marshall McLuhan said decades ago, uh, you're manipulated by the, the medium is the message. Well, that's really taking place now with the overall social media aspect of absolutely everything. Everything is current and modern and moment to moment. So all you can do to stay involved in that particular aspect of things with reference to the sport of soccer, that's part of your job if indeed you want St. Louis to be a part of Major League Soccer. We are St. Louis. It's happened. It's now open. Lou Fuse Jeep, Highway K O'Fallon, Missouri. The first standalone ground-up Jeep store in the country. Largest Jeep inventory in St. Louis. If you want a Jeep, Lou Fuse Jeep is the place to go. 22 service bays, accessories, apparel, state-of-the-art facility. Lou Fuse Jeep, Highway K O'Fallon, Missouri. Lou Fuse, we are St. Louis. I, I, I say it to fans, and I, I wrote about it. Am I the biggest soccer fan? No. Do I like the sport? Yes. I'm a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. I love baseball. But do I think it's unbelievable for the city? Would I buy season tickets? In a heartbeat. My kids love it. And I think it would be because of what we're talking about, local ownership that would never leave. It, it would be amazing for this city. And with all the things we're talking about, and when you're not asking John Q. Public to put any of their money into it, how could we not support what these people are trying to do? And then that first game, which could be feasible of spring 2021, uh, perhaps later 2022, there are potential 
for all kinds of players from St. Louis who have played in St. Louis youth-wise, maybe playing at a higher level right now, maybe playing overseas, they may come back to play in St. Louis far, far the St. Louis professional team. The Bosnian community has an astounding makeup in our city, uh, the largest collection of Bosnians other than Sarajevo around the world. Consequently, there are, there are countless Bosnians from which to choose which would, as your designated player, an Aideen Jaco, Amir Lempianic, players like that the Bosnian community would come out and support along with the local players. The St. Louis Stars, when they had their tremendous run of success, uh, 70, 75, 76, 77, it was always a combination of European players and local players. And no team in NASL had the opportunity to have more homegrown players in their starting lineup. What would uh, Bill McDermott do, who has been affectionately known as Mr. Soccer all these years, uh, that opening day, if you saw MLS coming to St. Louis, what would that night be? I mean this sincerely. What would it mean to you on a personal level if you saw MLS come to St. Louis? Well, I don't know if it could take me aback any more than the 1996 inaugural game, but it certainly would. Let me explain. We play as St. Louis University in the NCAA final in December of 1969 at Spartan Stadium in San Jose, California. Those of us who were seniors on the team at that particular time, when the game's over, we win, by the way, beat University of San Francisco. We take a look around Spartan Stadium in San Jose, thinking that, well, we're certainly never going to be back here again. Fast forward to April of 1996. I'm doing a sideline reporting for ABC in the inaugural MLS game. You talk about chills running down your entire body. That would be it many, many more times to finally see, to finally St. Louis getting its logical place where it should be as the birthplace of the sport in our country, being involved in the lone professional league in our country. You've done so much for soccer here in St. Louis, Bill. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Dan. Anytime.